Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a global original podcast. Uh, hi, it's uh, it's JK and Al here. Uh, this is the Don't Tell Your Man podcast. Thank you very much for listening to us. Thank you very much for downloading and subscribing and all that sort of jazz. Um, we are very grateful. And hey, do you know what? It's going well. It's going really well. I sound surprised. I am surprised. Why? Well, because it's going well. <laughs> Why are you surprised? We are. Know. We are too... Highly qualified podcasters, is that a word? Who are you talking to me? <laughs> I don't know, it's going really well, we're both really surprised. <laughs> anyway, how's your week been, apart from the haircut? Yeah, that's right, it was Jen's birthday. Did you get trashed? Uh, not too bad. Right, so... What are um, coming up today? What are we well, doing? Well, uh, l- let me tell you, in this episode we're talking about bullying, another tough subject. It's a really interesting subject. How do you deal with your children if they are being bullied? And how do you stop your child bullying others? We will attempt to tackle that one today. Uh, And this week we managed to catch up with Richard Curtis, the award-winning writer... If you um if you don't follow Dad on uh, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, um, then <laughs> if you don't follow Dad, did I say Dad? Who's Dad? Yeah, but my Dad or your Dad? I meant, I meant to say Al. It's because I was thinking of the Dad's net, <laughs> and I, I was thinking follow. Al at the same time. If you don't follow Al and his lovely wife Jen on on Instagram, so you, there's a couple of ways: the Dad's net and it's the Fergusons. That's yeah? right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So these two are without doubt the king and queen of surprises. So why do you keep doing these surprises? I don't know. <laughs> Last year's surprise was a bit OTT. What, hers to you or you to her? Me to her. What was her, what was that one? So basically, we got married again. Oh yeah, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember being there again? I was there, yeah. <laughs> what a lovely place. It starts off sad, this story. Anyway, our first wedding, we, ha- we were having a miscarriage on this our is, wedding day. I mean, the most horrible thing ever. Yeah, it, it I was, remember you telling me this story for the very first time. Yeah, it was horrible. I won't go into too many details. Maybe we could have one episode dedicated, and I'm happy to get in the right frame of mind to mm. then share. But the short story is the first wedding we had a miscarriage on our wedding day. Well, yeah, going across our wedding. So Jen was miscarrying as you were walking up the. Yeah, aisle. so on the Thursday we got some married on the Saturday, and on the Thursday we were in at the hospital, and they said, "Look, you can either wait, and this will happen naturally." Or you can have a surgical management of miscarriage, which is an operation, uh, on the Friday, but then you'd have to cancel the wedding. So we said, oh, well, let's just run the risk. And it just, yeah, just started on, on the wedding day and then just went over the wedding weekend. So although we, ha- we didn't tell anyone, no one knew it was happening. No. So we had some nice memories, um, but they've all kind of got a bit of a cloud over them. Yeah. So consequently, last year was Jen's 40th. 
and obviously we were going to invite all of her friends and family for her 40th anyway. Yeah. So we thought at the same time we would try and recreate some of the wedding moments. So we redid our wedding vows. We got her wedding dress from the same maker. So she had the same dressmaker and yep. made this another dress. We got remarried or did our wedding vows in the same spot, mm-hmm. same venue with the same people. Uh, we had Jen's best friend. He led the ceremony with the same wedding car. So we tried to recreate it as best we could. And that was all, all a surprise last year. It was a bonus for me because I didn't go to the first one. So uh, that yeah. is quite nice. However, one thing I need to know about this, it can't have been that much of a surprise if she had to get a dress. Right, so here's what happened. So obviously because it's the same dressmaker, she knew her size because she had had it. She already had them. So what we did was, and also she had to prepare her wedding vows. So there were elements where she had to know something. So I said on the Wednesday before, right right close to when we were doing her birthday, I said, we're going to redo our wedding. We're going (laughs) to... We are going to redo her wedding. This was like the, on the actual day. He was one of the joined us. <laughs> <laughs> nervous wreck. We uh, we were going to redo her wedding vows. So she had to, so I told her that, but she didn't know who was coming. She didn't know any of the details. And then I said, "Oh, and this is the dress. Just try it on because we might need to make any alterations quickly." But it was fine. So she tried the dress on. So she knew the dress, and she knew we were redoing our wedding vows. She did not know who was coming, where it was, the car, the cake. She didn't know anything else. Incredible. Wow, quite a short story. Um, <laughs> should we actually start the podcast yeah, I mean, now? If you've, if you've made it this far, well done. <laughs> but first, we have got a confessional. And this week, it's from Dad of Two, Steve. This is where we um, get to hear a plea for forgiveness from this week's Bad Dad. Uh, Al, it's time for your creepy, sexy voice, and uh, let us know once again who is this week's dad. His name is Steve. Hey, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. It's called Hey Jude, isn't it? Hey, Steve. It's not the same, is it? No. (laughs) Hey, Dave. (laughs) Hey, Dave. I'm not sure it would be as big a hit. We've got a guy, his name's Steve. Um, He's the dad of two. (laughs) And um, they're both three years old, which means he must have twins. He does, he has twin daughters. Twin daughters, yeah. Here we go. Right, I'll read read what he says rather than trying to paraphrase him. Dear Al and JK, my name is Steve. (laughs) Yeah, we know, we know. (laughs) Hey, Steve. (laughs) My name is Steve, and I have twin daughters, both three years old. Really like your podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks for listening, mate. I'm writing to you because something happened a couple of weeks ago that I'm now not very proud of. At first, I thought it was pretty funny, but now I feel a bit ashamed, and I hope you can forgive me. Oh, wow. What a start. One night, I was in charge of the nightly routine of bathing the kids and putting them to bed. Always going to plan nothing. Nothing to report. Then one of the twins dropped a stink bomb and the bathwater bubbled up. I've always found that sort of thing pretty funny, so I decided to turn it into a game. Nice work. Hmm. Thinking back now, it's a really stupid idea, I know, but it seemed fun at the time. I'd finished the curry leftovers that night, so I was well prepared for the game. <laughs> I squeezed out a little duckle. <laughs> I've never heard. I've never. <laughs> You can't beat a duck fart. A duck, you know, you know, just sorry to, sorry, Steve. You know how to create the perfect duck fart, don't you? All you need is a flat stone. Do this with the kids. You need a flat stone. You obviously need a pond or a lake or something like that. Um, quite a, a, um, a, a settled calm. one. Calm, yeah. You throw the flat stone up 
like that. So, you know, kind of horizontal up. Right. Now, when it hits the water, it goes... Does it? And that's how you create a duck fart. Try it. Did not know that. Go, if, if you're bored during the summer holidays or whatever holidays, go and find a pond, find a flat stone, and go and create duck farts. Oh, well, there you go. Pleasure. There you go. There's the, the farmer's boy coming out of you. It's all right. <laughs> so I squeezed out a little duck call, and the twins started to giggle. Then I strained to manage another, their little faces smiling and lit up like I was some sort of farting magician performing stinky magic. <laughs> But then I got greedy. <laughs> it's not going to end well. I can see what's coming. On the third attempt, it felt all wrong. I tried my best to abort, but it was too late. <laughs> abort! 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 That, that ship had sailed out of port, and suddenly there was a smelly brown bear floating in the water. <laughs> I mean, I've well experienced with a lot of floaters in the bath, but none of them have been my own. I've never shat myself. Really? Never! Hmm. I mean... What, what age do we... What age are we going from though <laughs> another discussion for another time <laughs> carry on steve the girls looked worried and started to back away from it the mood was souring as the mud pie slowly drifted towards them they started to cry at which point my partner shouted up the stairs to check that everything was okay i said it was fine but she's a bit of a helicopter mum, and i heard her coming up the stairs There was literally no time to do anything. She came in the bathroom and found me and the girls in the tub. As she walked through the door, I faked telling off one of my daughters for laying a cable in the bath. (laughs) (laughs) This thing was nearly the size of her forearm. My partner looked at me and shook her head, not buying a word of what I was saying. As she took my daughters and dried them off ready for bed, my daughter said, Mummy, I didn't do it. I know, she said. Daddy's an idiot. (laughs) That phrase has stuck, and now my daughters quite regularly call me an idiot at home and in public. I guess it's my punishment, and I have myself to blame. Can you forgive best Steve? Ooh. Well, let's start here, first of all. So I'm not actually going to give my um, decision yet. We've all been there. We've all been there when we've had to, if you're a dad, especially if you're a mum, We've all been there when there has been a floater in there <laughs> at bath time. And sometimes we've got two kids. So there's been times where Luna, our youngest, has let one go. Let it go. <laughs> it's floating. <laughs> and Noah, who is my four-year-old, is freaking out. So we've all been there where we've had to go in with our hands and net out a yeah. floater and then turn around, putting the other hand underneath and put it into the toilet. Yeah, We've all been there. Good times. Okay. Good times. So, as a kid, yeah, that's expected. That's allowed. As, you know, a dad, a grown-up, an adult who can't control their bowel movements. See, this is the thing. And therefore, I, I don't know. I've, I've do, Steve, I think you're incredible for trying to entertain the kids you know, in the bath in a very daddish way. You know, yeah. I, I respect you for that. Absolutely. You know, keeping the dad stuff alive. But, but th- this is the thing. I, I, I just, I pride myself as someone who has very good control over my anal sphincter. You've never papped yourself on a stag do, have you? <laughs> no. No, nor have I. But like, I, I've got just... It's, got, a, it's a good measuring... Um, like, <laughs> Jen, Jen, she just... She, she needs to wee, she has to wee. Yeah. And if she's not near a toilet, she has to wee in wild, or she just has to wee where she does... She wears we got off the train not long ago, and she did have a back-to-back birth with Ted, and she is... That has had an impact. Yep. But she'll wet herself. She'll just I, wet herself. I thought, though, that, that our... 
better halves can actually hold wees longer. Isn't that scientific? Women can hold wees better than guys can. I mean, not in our case. She, she can't go half an hour without needing the wee. Yeah. Whereas it's me, all day. And the same with the poo. I can hold it. But I also have enough control. I reckon I could shape a turd as it comes out. I reckon I've got that much control. Can you snap control. it off mid- yeah. midway? Snap it off. Easy. I, I hate it when that happens. Though. I, I want it to come out all in one. Of course. Of it's course. like when you peel an orange. You want to make sure you do of it course. all in one without breaking it. I, know, I want to poo and it goes all out. That's all about controlling the speed. Because sometimes as it's coming out, it will. if it's too heavy, it will break off prematurely. And that's the issue. But if you can control the speed, then you will be able to lay a nice long pipe. Right. Okay. Also, based on the fact that we should... (laughs) I think that, you know, that that women can hold wheeze better than us. My measuring stick usually is when, if there's a little blob, then I've got to go. Because that means it is definitely coming out. Then you've got to go. What? Of wee? Yeah. A little blob? Just a little one. Of wee? Yeah, only like a, you know, one of those little fine sort of droplets. (laughs) Where does that come? Just out of my willy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, neighbour... I need oh, yeah, a, like I, I need a wee now. I'm just saying I need a okay, wee I'll right give an, now. I'll give an example. But I don't have a blob of urine. Yeah, but you don't need a wee full on then, do you? <laughs> I'm talking about the moments where you're you're outside. We've only got one bathroom, remember? I'm outside and Noah's doing one of his long poos as a kid. They, he can be there for hours, and I'm waiting outside. I'm debating whether or not to do it in the sink. I would never do that, but that's where I'm. Where you I'm definitely at. should. And that's and I'm kind of you know when you move around to try and stop it. And then as you move sometimes, you let it go and then a bit comes out. That's when I know I really need to go. I mean, I've, ne- I've never had a, a urine oh, droplet. come on. <laughs> you've, had a, you've had a stinky wee droplet. Come no, on. I haven't. I don't know what you're talking about. But I do have perfect control. <laughs> Jay. No, Chris doesn't either. <laughs> Chris, I'm nodding, so you nod. Chris, the other thing is, I, I, as I said, I've got great control over my... So I, I, I farted before and I'd known, oh, if I go much further. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, no, I've had that. Why it hasn't, nothing's why didn't, happened. Steve, why didn't you just think that? Why don't you go, oh, yeah, I probably should stop. I know that I've said that I'm not going to forgive him, but to Steve's defence, if you're in the bath and it's all wet around that area anyway, you're not really going to know that it's... Yeah, you should know. Come on, mate, you should know. But this also reminds me of... (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not forgiving because you need better sphincter control, Steve, is what I'm saying. Uh, Steve, I'm with Al. Blaming your daughter, absolutely fine. I'm giving you dad points (laughs) for the game. But you do need better control. But my... my, uh, When I was growing up, my brother and me, when we were very young, obviously we used to have baths together, and we worked out that if you fart in the bath when there's a bubble bath, it's insane. This is is one of the best things. You're going to go home tonight and you're going to try it. I swear down. And everyone listening, you're going to go and run a bath straight away and you're going to try this because yeah. it is brilliant fill it with bubble bath okay as you're running it it's all bubbly okay then you do a fart obviously your bum's submerged under water so the gas escapes but because there's bubble bath and already bubbles on the surface it just creates another bubble but because it's got bubble mixture like the, the surface tension of that bubble keeps the gas inside the bubble so then you can get your hands underneath you can bring up the bubble and (laughs) this is the best bit you burst it with your nose (laughs) I'm telling you it's unbelievable because it smells all in it (laughs) it's like the best version of a cupcake ever if if Julia Roberts would have done this in that scene in Pretty Woman it would have been a whole different thing wouldn't it I promise it's the best thing to do in the bath and I've taught Ted and this Steve you need to teach teach twins mate well you know what you've got to do next time you're in the bath you've got to film it (laughs) 
and we'll put it out with some content with, with, with uh, Don't Tell Your Mum. You've got to. I tell you, it's such, we'll a, it is such a good thing because, because it just contains the smell. We've accidentally become those two dads that are on YouTube that do fun games with their kids. <laughs> you with your bubble bath hack and me with your duck fart in a pond. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Not forgiven. Not forgiven. Sorry, Steve. Wait there, wait there. Not forgiven. Right, coming next. Kids are dicks. I know it's a bit harsh, but sometimes you just need to vent. You need to let off steam, especially when they're being really irritating little... Yeah. I think it's okay to say when a kid's annoying you. Okay. (laughs) So I found myself the other day shouting across the living room, do not poke the hamster's balls. (laughs) And this is why you claim that your kid's a dick. Like, what's he doing? Literally. What is he doing? He wasn't far from it. Stop it. Like, poke its back, poke its head. When did you get a hamster? Oh my God, don't ask. I didn't know about this. Al and I are very good friends. How do I not know you've got a hamster? Because I didn't know I'd got a hamster until I got home from camping one weekend. And what did I find? A hamster. You've already got a bloody sausage dog and a cat. Yeah. Are you doing some sort of pet zoo? Well, the other... The, and then, oh... I mean, the, I couldn't even make this up. I came home the other day. Slow worm. I'd, I'd rather the slow worm. Chameleon. Two kittens. What? What, to add to your one cat? Yeah. Which so I got, hate. you got three... <laughs> cats are dicks. I hate it. <laughs> New feature. We could do that because I've got a lot to say about this I, d- I don't thing. do cats. I mean, I've had one cat who was the, the most wonderful cat, Bibi. Um, well, no, because my name, my surname, my fake surname's King, so it was BB King. Um, BB, who I loved, but BB did one in the end. I think BB was bored of me. She found someone else that was giving her fish heads up the road, and then that was it. I never saw BB. Oh, I tell you, I wish someone would give my cat fish heads up the why, road. Why is your cat a dick? You can't go near it. It's scratchy, it doesn't cuddle you. But it cats don't. might bite you. It brought in a bird yesterday. That's what cats do. Oh, what, do you not read the manual for cats? Can't enjoy in. Eat it out there. Manual for cats. Shall I give it to you? Yeah. Right? Not cuddly. Vicious. Sharp claws. Bring birds in. Right. And frogs. Right. Just so you know. So then why the hell did Jen come back with two kittens? Because Jen hasn't read the, the cat manual either. It was unbelievable. She bought, um, so she did this with a hamster. She cats just don't even need us. Cats don't need us. They can go and get mice whenever they want. They're, they're, they are amazing hunters. We don't need cats. Cats don't need us. Let's just let them be. How right. old's the cat? Too old. Give me a rough idea. 18? It's not, it's no, uh, so I think Lou was like three, so it's like probably like 10 or 11. Oh, you got ages to go, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry to, t- sorry to tell you. Well, it doesn't matter anymore because you've got two more on the scene. Well, ah, this is the end of the story. So we got home, Jem undid this bag of two kittens. I was not. What was happy. it doing in the bag? Was it no, like, a, like a kitten holder. Like a proper, <laughs> so what, they just, they were there down by the pond. You're not like a test have you rescued them from being drowned? Well, they, they were, they didn't have any homes, so we didn't have to pay for them. Yeah. Which I was like, relieved at. Anyway, so they came out, Ted was going, wow, we got two kittens, I love them, I don't like Patch anymore. All this. And then. Patch is the dog. Yeah, Patch is the dog. And then, uh, I wasn't happy. I made it very clear I wasn't happy. So she took them upstairs into the bedroom and she sat on the bed and they played whilst I watched TV. And then. The dog was going mental, whining, barking, wouldn't shut up. Jen then took them to the vets. Dog was whining the whole way. She wasn't even in the house. They weren't even in the house. Came back and she said, yeah, they've got fleas. Can you take them back? <laughs> so not only did we have to wash the entire contents of our whole house, no. because, and especially our bed, because she took them up there playing on no, the bed, washing no. the whole linen, uh, I then had to drive 40 minutes to take them back. So really sorry, we can't have them. 
Oh. So we got rid of them. But we still do have the hamster. And back round to this then. So Ted is flicking the hamster's balls. Yeah. That's what I'm shouting. Yeah. But there's, there are things that kids do that mean that you end up shouting at thing, shouting at them things you just never, never thought yeah. you would. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. We asked the dad's net that question. Yeah. And some of the stuff that they came up with. Was so what are these hilarious. random things you shout at your kids? Yeah. Because they're dicks? Yeah. So John found himself saying to his baby girl this morning, my nipples are not your plaything. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when they do that. I know. It really hurts. <laughs> Uh, you, uh, this one uh, don't put bugs in your diaper he must be American <laughs> but why would the, why is he putting bugs in his diaper just what? likes the way it feels yeah. it's like when I use that mint shampoo or I'm a willy yeah put your pants back on it's the middle of winter <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, this one's a good one and, and I can I can completely empathise Tyson was yelling at his son stop sniffing the dog's butt <laughs> to which the kid said but I like the way it smells <laughs> like what, what, are they, what are these kids doing oh and James also along the dog theme you cannot put the dog in the suitcase <laughs> no come on mate um, I, uh, was it yesterday or the day before it might be yesterday Charlie's bought Noah some Hook and Peter Pan stuff little figurines so obviously he's now into that so he, we watched the original Disney Peter Pan and also that's not, that's not even widescreen because that was made in like 1730 or something I'm like amazed that. you even allow it I mean JK. well exactly on my 55 inch TV I'm, I don't want these bars down the side of my TV but back onto that I did have to shout might have been yesterday which was take Peter Pan out of your pants <laughs> Because he's got these little figurines. I'm like, yeah. what, 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 what is Peter Pan doing in your pants? He's hiding from Hook. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to go down my pants. There's right. a great big Hook in there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that crocodile. I'm not, I'm not sure I should be admitting to a Hooky Willy. It'll snap at you. <laughs> There's another one. Um, uh, he says uh, he was shouting at his kids, don't put cookie crisp down my bum crack. It's a common thing, this, isn't it? I tell you, there is a good advert there for cookie crisp. Yeah. Isn't it, TV ad? Get out of the washing machine and stop licking the dogs. <laughs> There's a lot about dogs. Don't chew stones. <laughs> How are you chewing stones? Mike says, that potato isn't real. It's just an ad. An ad? I don't even get that. Oh, boy, it's on the TV? Maybe. Oh, yeah, because Luna's done that before, where what? she's tried to grab things out of the TV. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop throwing your farts at your brother. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to grow up to be a good lad. Stop stroking the cat with your pizza slice. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the weird ones I love. It's the animal ones. They're absolutely brilliant. Oh. Why are there intestines all over the floor? Oh. Why are there intestines all over the floor? I, oh. I read that right. Yeah, Bird outside, maybe? The pizza? Yeah. Probably from the cat. Yeah. Stop licking the car. Get your finger away from your sister's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Jen doesn't like me using the word butt. Why not? I don't know. Butt's a good word. It is a good you word. Use butt all the time for but, two different reasons. Yeah. And Ted, but why can I use butt? <laughs> yeah, and Ted says butt face, butthole. Yeah. Well, it could be worse. It could be. Yeah. Don't let the dog lick your tongue. Get your willy off the table. Jen had to shout that immediately the other day. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just shaving. Can you go in the bathroom? Take the leg out of your bum. Yeah, I've heard that one yeah. before. <laughs> this one from, from Alan. <laughs> Take your finger out of your... Every orifice. <laughs> <laughs> that must be a sweet-smelling finger. Oh, jeez. Get your brother's willy away from it. <laughs> stop colouring the cat. Stop, stop trying to assassinate your brother. I mean, there's just why, why are we saying this stuff? 
My brother always used to try and put his willy at the tap. Up the tap? <laughs> you never have a bath. Yeah. So I, I never had the tap end. I was the oldest. So he always had the tap end. Yeah. And he'd always just try and put his willy at the tap. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ted, Ted does this thing, though, where he stretches his foreskin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but like, but he does it as a game. It's not hurting. So he just goes, woo, <laughs> in. Woo. In. Oh, Ted's really finding himself at the minute, isn't yeah. he? He's loving life. Yeah, he's loving it. He's yeah. loving it. Well, I think we've proved that sometimes <laughs> kids are... Well, let's be honest, though. Funny dicks. It is funny. Yeah. It is funny stuff. It is what helps us keep going. One more thing, very quickly. Um, one thing that is really annoying me with Noah at the moment. So um, he sleeps really well. He always has a drink to go to sleep. So we've had to put it in a beaker, which we think won't leak, just in case he takes into bed. So we've now... What drink? <clears throat> just water. Oh, right. No, and he drinks water doesn't drink anything else doesn't like um, squash nothing like that oh and smoothie he'll have a smoothie but hates individual fruit blah 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 so I've told him now no more in the bed because he's now coming he comes into our bed about five six in the morning and he's been coming in topless lately like (laughs) definitely you were definitely wearing a Thomas the Tank Engine pyjama top why are you topless and it's because he's been taking his water to bed with him again and it's been leaking so because we thought it was sweat first of all but then no we went up and it was soaking his bed was soaking and it's because he's been taking his water bottle back in and it's just dripping oh. and my is that why he's coming into your bed well maybe because his bed's wet well, it's, it's about three times he came down topless we were like, it's, it's not particularly yeah. warm at the moment are you sure it is we um, <laughs> <laughs> are you it's sure it is water not we. yeah it's definitely water well you have to do the smell test don't you yeah don't, doesn't it have a little bedside He's put it on a bedside. Yeah, no, he has. He's got a bedside cabinet. He just doesn't use it. With a TV on it and everything. He just doesn't put the drink back. Mind you, though, would we do that? If we if we had a, a night out, you know, and we're like, okay, there's my drink there. Okay, but it's a little... Well, he's got to get out of bed to get it because there's a little gap. But I wouldn't do that. I'd just go grab it and go, screw that. I can't be asked to put just it back on there. Just chuck it on the floor. Just chuck it there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, good session there, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think a good session. Yeah, yeah, we've agreed. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to hear actually if anyone else has ridiculous things they've been shouting at their kids to get in touch to share share it with us. I they, think it's a constant. This one, they it's are always funny. a winner, and they are funny. Yeah. So uh, we'll do more of those. Send them in. You can grab it on uh, at the Dad's Net on any social media, um, or you can email us. Just go to thedadsnet.com forward slash contact email. Speak to us. Mm, just go to dadsnet.com. Holler. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be able to get in touch. This week, we thought we would have a Dad of the Week, uh, and this week we managed to catch up with Richard Curtis, the award-winning writer of Notting Hill, Bridget Jones' Diary, Four Weddings and a Funeral, and the most recent film um, to his collection was Yesterday. And uh, we managed to catch up with him for 10 minutes and talk all about fatherhood. Richard Curtis, welcome to the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast studio. I'm very excited to be here, I have to say. <laughs> Suspiciously like the studio of the last thing I did here, but I'm glad that it's yours now. It is. We've, we've just taken it over. And I'm sure most of our listeners, they probably will have um, enjoyed many of your films over, well, however long it's been. Don't ask me. There's a huge list, though. Like In, in our household, there's certainly some favourites that love, actually. Uh, four Weddings and a Funeral. And at the moment, Mr Bean. My four-year-old uh, loves Mr Bean. Does he? Okay, well, that makes me happy. I, I, um, the Mr Bean thing is such an odd phenomenon. I remember being in Bali and suddenly realising that most of the people there seem to be with <laughs> Mr Bean as well. Wow, it's global. 
That's global. <laughs> um, Stupidity so, is global. <laughs> Intelligence is local. So we, um, so we can be confident that, that your new film, Yesterday, is going to be um, pretty successful. Um, tell us, oh. tell us, no? <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm I never so. confident about anything, but there we go. So tell us the story behind um, how, because you didn't, you came in. Yeah, idea, there was right? so someone rang me up saying, I've had this idea about, um, or a guy called Jack Barth has had this idea about um, a world in which only one person, an unsuccessful singer-songwriter, suddenly realizes he's the only person who remembers the Beatles. And I said, well, that is, just let me think about it, but I think that is my dream scenario for my next film. And then I took it off and developed the whole story on from there to what it is now. Because I'm an obsessive Beatles fan since, yeah. you know, I was six and a half. So you didn't have to think too much about whether or not something you wanted to do. No, but I had to work out whether or not, as it were, there was anything that... Uh, I didn't want to just listen to the Beatles for two years, so I had to develop a story that I kind of cared about. But it was a very, very good launch pad. Yeah. It's a great take on, uh, you know, bringing the Beatles into the, into a film. It's a great kind of twist. Yeah, it's no, it's, I mean, I sometimes worry about the rhythm of biopics, um, optimistic start... Um, drug and drinks and then final song and yeah. comeback but um, it's uh, it's very different from that Sure, so for our listeners um, those who are uh, thinking about the school holidays coming up it's a great film to take the kids to um, especially on those rainy days Well the thing, yeah and funnily the thing, one of the things that sort of made me think it was a good thing to do was my experience with my kids because I remember going in, in one term going to see a, a school play about the environment at the end of which they all sung here Comes the Sun, and then the next week another kid was in a play and it was about the Battle of Hastings. And at the end, William the Conqueror held hands with Harold, who had an arrow in his eye, yeah. and they sung We Can Work It Out. So I thought, oh, this is what's happening now. <laughs> the Beatles are drifting from generation to generation. Yeah. Wow, so uh, so how many children? You've got four got children. four, yeah. Okay, and you, you, you've obviously had a very demanding career. How have you managed to juggle family life with... With your work, well, in a funny way, the film's about this. You know, the film's a bit about work and love, and what's the priority? You know, our hero sets off on a journey, and then realizes probably just better, better having breakfast with Lily James is better than, <laughs> you know, appearing on the Grammys. Um, I, I can tell you that definitely is true. <laughs> breakfast with Lily James is better than appearing on the Grammys. No, look, it's been hard, and I haven't done... No, it's not been hard. It's been an absolute joy. One of the things about being a writer is you don't have a proper job, so, you know, I have been able to be around in some ways a lot more than someone who had a really demanding job but had to be in Unilever House, yeah. you know, 49 weeks a year. But it uh, it has, you know, you do sometimes look back and think... Should I have spent more time with the kids and less time just making another damn film for Hugh Grant? <laughs> I think not, not the Hugh Grant bit, but we all have that feeling of whether or not we'd like to. We should have spent more time yeah, with the kids. I think yeah. everyone can well, relate. To I know, and then sometimes you know little crises occur, and that's exactly the time that you're most busy. I mean, my daughter had a very, very complicated teenage years because she an operation went wrong and she had to leave school and she was in constant pain and I now think what the hell was I doing doing anything except mm. taking care of her but sometimes work is also to provide your life with the balance of course yeah yeah so you have a lot to be proud of um, through your work but what's your proudest moment as a dad um well 
let me think. I mean, it's probably getting Scarlet through these absolutely ghastly years. I mean, uh, I have to say, most of the credit there is due to her and her amazing resilience. But we tried as hard as we could, and we tried passionately hard. You know, my the awful truth is probably the thing I'm proudest of is is how brilliant Emma's been at her job of being a mum because she's mm. definitely better at that than I am as a dad. Um, I've I've been on the side of the pitch for some very poor football games. <laughs> at the end of which, I've said that was fantastic and you were best. Um, and I think one of the things that I would say is I, I hope I've kept my kids laughing. I mean, they now really laugh at me and mainly rather than laughing sure, with sure, me. Sure, sure. That's and the also, role of a dad, mainly. But also, yeah, I have noticed now I can, uh, you know, because of the sort of intensity and the rather brilliant transformation on issues like diversity and sexism and everything like that, mm. I can almost say nothing at home um, because they always say, mm, Dad, bit sexist. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I'm getting away with less and less, but I'm still trying. Wow. Okay, so moving from proudest, what would be your most embarrassing moments is there. I mean for me um, there's I could count how many kids have you ten got? a day three wow yeah how old are they uh, so I've got a four year old a six year old and a 14 year old stepson oh my god you're in the middle of the whirlwind I know I'd love to be able to reassure you it's going to get better but it's not <laughs> <laughs> well no I mean look in my it's just that you know the numbers sort of count against you something will probably you know be hard at yeah. some point uh, and then the pain is is obviously, you know, tough. Let me try and think what I'm most ashamed of. I mean, th it's not what I'm ashamed of. It's that the children, every time I've accepted an offer to, like, go and talk at a school thing or something like that, my children have been mortified at my <laughs> pathetic attempts of humour. And you've it's like you're talking underwater, the silence that greets every time oh, you wow. try and do a joke. Wow. I went to speak at my son's school when he left, like, at 18. And I'd, I'd, I'd prepared what I thought was a humorous speech, which would make all the boys laugh, and then I arrived, and I suddenly realized, oh, no, all the parents are there. Oh, it's wow. basically an audience of parents and teachers, and I've written a speech which says, do what you like, you know, take drugs, <laughs> don't work, life's for the living, <laughs> and I had to change it. Last Fast, yeah. Wow. Did it go well? No. <laughs> no. So if there was a legacy that you'd like to leave for your children, what would that be? Well, that, I mean, these are, these are deep questions, very by deep. the yeah, way. We don't mess about um, here. We go straight These in. are deep questions. Because um, I think the, the great relaxation about parenting is your kids will either do what you say, do the exact opposite, or anywhere in between. So do you know what I mean? You haven't got yeah. much control over it. You yeah. just act and you hope for the best. Will be, will be, right. So I suppose the thing that, the legacy I would hope for my kids is the things of mine that they've picked up because they are who they are. Mm. So in my daughter, I see a sort of passion for changing the world. Uh, and it's not in the fundraising form that I did on Comet Relief. It's of a different kind. You know, she's very strong, but she wrote this book called Feminists Don't Wear Pink and Other Lies. Uh, so, you know, I, I love seeing how she's picked up on that. And then I'm looking at my 17-year-old and he's working hard on music. And wow, he's working hard. Mm. 
So I kind of think, oh, that sort of level of dedication to the task in hand is really impressive. And I see amazing, amazing humor in my other two sons. So I think there'll be things which at the end, I think, oh, they picked something up. Yeah, done all right. Uh, Viscerally, rather than I told them that you should do that. And they did it. I think that's the best way. Sometimes when you tell them, that pushes them to do the opposite anyway. Yeah, and you know, it's a really different generation. I actually said to my uh, son, who's trying to work out which university to go to, I said, well, have you considered going to Oxford or Cambridge? Because I went to Oxford. said, you know, they're very fine universities. And he just said, you know, 100% no. Mm. That's not a kind of world or inheritance. They're not the kind of person I want to be. And and that was a flat answer, and I didn't try to... Yeah. Coax him. Oh. Okay, so um a little more lighthearted. Yeah. From any character, could be fictitious, could be uh, dead or alive or, or someone who's around. Who is your um ideal father figure? Who would you look at and go, Yeah. Oh let's think. I mean, I actually put my ideal father figure in my film about time, which was Bill Nye and I think that it was if if anyone's seen that film I offered the part to Bill and he said I'm going to do it but I'm not going to characterise it, he said I don't want him to be a quirky English bloke, he's not going to smoke a pipe or anything like that, I want him to feel really just kind of normal and the person you can live with so in a way Bill represents my dream, I'm trying to think of and then of course how could I not? Steve Martin in Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> I don't know if you've gone back to those films, oh, but yeah. they are. Yeah. They are masterpieces, those two films. Yeah. And he's great. He's great. In he's them. The, great the, in them. You're right. He's, he's a good dad, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's a great dad. Can I, by the way, do my birthing hints? Or is this like about fatherhood afterwards? Very quickly, don't use the like soft cotton pads with lukewarm water. That's a waste of time. <laughs> Go for wet wipes. That's 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 my big important thing. Yeah, because you're going to be doing a lot of nappy changing. You think as a conscientious first time dad, better do the little soft cotton pads with the lukewarm water. Nobody does it second baby. Oh, that's useful. That's going to go yeah. down really well yeah. with a lot of our listeners. Yeah, I think it's big. Well, Richard Curtis, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, you're so um, welcome. And what are my two favourite songs about being a dad? And if I may just say one, Still Fighting It, Ben Fold's amazing song. Look at that one with the video. And obviously, um, Father and Son by Cat Stevens. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> So that was Richard Curtis talking all about his latest film yesterday, which is incredible. And if you haven't seen it, you must go and watch it. It's a brilliant film, really creative approach um, and filled with music from the Beatles. Um, So it's a definite must watch to your list. So if you wanted to take the children, um, it's a great thing to do to take them to. So definitely check it out if you haven't already. Next up, uh, we're talking about bullying, uh, whether your child has been bullied or whether your child has been accused of bullying. Um, We're talking about it all here next on Don't Tell Your Mum. Uh, It's fair to say, isn't it, that our kids compose some pretty tricky challenges from time to time. Would you agree? Yes. Pay attention. This is an, it's an important part of this. <laughs> Sorry? You've had my full attention. Will you start messaging your wife? No, I'm not. I'm trying to pull up, pull up some information on bullying. You're checking those kittens haven't come back. They better not have. <laughs> yes, we are going to talk about bullying, which um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think at the moment we are experiencing it at all. 
because Noah's only in preschool. But I, but I bet it still goes on, and even probably at a on a minor scale. Because, for instance, quick, just a quick story. This morning I took Luna to Soft Play Hell, and it was Soft Play Hell because I went on a day when it, it's been a horrible day today. Where when is Soft Play Heaven? When there's only just you and your kid in there. Which is when? Which was at about quarter past ten this morning. But up until that point, mm. it was rammed, and it's only—it's it's a little soft play in um, in a gym. Actually, it's not—it's not a proper soft play. But anyway, so I even saw that today. Luna is under two. These other kids were probably under two, and you could already see, like, oh no, you can't play with us, or we don't want to play with her. You know what I mean? And you can see it going yeah. on at, at this age already, which is shocking. Yeah. But what the question is? Why? What makes them think like that? Like, what part of? Oh, I don't want to play with you. What? Why? Who said because of this reason you shouldn't play them? Like, where do they get that from? Well, that's the thing. Uh, we have to, you know. My, my wife Charlie is always saying this to Noah, and that's why I love her even more because he'll say something either to us or to Luna, or if we're out and about with friends, he'll say something which is not not nasty. Noah's definitely not nasty, but just something which isn't right, and that might be that. Um, I'm not playing with him because he likes Superman and I like Spider-Man. So instantly it's a case of, all right, well, it doesn't matter what you like. You know, you can like different things. It's absolutely fine. But it doesn't mean that three of you playing there should not play with that one poor boy there. And then she'll always do, how would you feel if you were that boy who liked Superman and not Spider-Man because all your friends do and you were left there and you wouldn't be able to play? How would you feel? Well, I feel really sad, mummy. Well, that's probably how that little boy's feeling. So we're, we're always trying to make sure that yeah. he knows when it's wrong. It doesn't matter how severe or how, you know, shallow, but it's important. It's hard to try to teach them that lesson. Yeah, it is. But so, you've got to keep trying. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have to, yeah. So it's, it, we, um, as an as an ex-primary school teacher... Yeah, no, I value you, you. You'll know about this sort of stuff, <laughs> but you'll know the procedure as well. Well, yeah, so so the the technical term of bullying... Now, this isn't... I'm not reading this from definition, but the technical term of bullying as per primary schools, which most of the... If, you, if you're listening, most of the primary schools will have this kind of uh, definition, would be that bullying would be an ongoing issue with the same person. Okay. So someone saying, "Oh, he doesn't really want to play with me today, but tomorrow they'll be like best mates." That wouldn't be you couldn't go to I'm being bullied by that guy who doesn't want to play with me. Or if someone came along and said, "Give me lunch money on a Tuesday, but the rest of the time there was no issue with that person," wouldn't be classed as bullying. It'd still okay. be an issue, still yep. be something needs dealt with, but it wouldn't be classed as bullying. So, well, interestingly, when we used to share this with the kids during anti-bullying week, we used to talk about it, and we had to emphasise that point. Because by saying anti-bullying week and we're going to start talking about bullying and how we can deal with bullies and this kind of stuff, all of a sudden everyone's being bullied. So we had to reiterate the point that it's got to be prolonged. I mean, just because so-and-so wouldn't share their pencil, they're not bullying you. It's okay. It, it, you'll be fine. So um, so I think you're right. Like At a young age, like where Ted is now, for coming up to five, reception, I don't really think bullying takes place. I think there are people who are not very nice. I don't think bullying really takes place. But okay, okay. there's. I know of friends that that have their is, is their child in primary school or preschool? Might be preschool or might be nursery. I can't remember. But there's definitely one child in this preschool, let's say, that thinks he's the ringleader. 
and this child's probably only three years old. <laughs> he's the kingpin. You know, but he is the kingpin. <laughs> but, you know, their child will come home and every day say, oh, so-and-so, you know, wouldn't share or so-and-so, you know, punched me today. But isn't that just because so he's a little toe rag? Well, it might be. Not because he's brilliant. But that's ongoing. And yeah, he, are, are, we, are, we, are we saying that it's, it's fine because of their age? Because if, yeah. if it's constantly happening, you, that, so it's, it's okay if it's... Yeah, I am. If they're young. Yeah. I don't know when the cutoff is, though. All right, okay. Let's go... Let's go to let's go to you and I. Let's make it personal. Were you bullied? I was definitely bullied. Were you? Hundred <gasps> percent. Tell me. Massively. Were you? There because was... it's interesting to find out if you think you were. Like I, I, I think I was. Yeah. But I... what you defined as bullying when at uh, the youngest point that you can think of. I don't think I was, but there was one guy who used to call me Jelly Baby all the time. Okay. And I used to really hate it because I was fairly self conscious about my body at the time. I wasn't fat, but can I say? Th- yeah, I wasn't, yeah, of course you can. I wasn't fat, but I but I was slightly larger, slightly large, but it, but like I bulked up pretty pretty early on, right? So uh, and was that constant? Yeah, it was for quite a long time. Did yeah. you go home feeling sad about it? Not really, because I don't really I don't really give a shit. Like I, if someone's going to do that, like, oh, yeah, but you remember it up until this point. Yeah, and I do remember so it now. It must and I used to not a, like it. it. Must have had an impact. But I just never cared enough to really. I just thought, oh, here we go again. Were you roughed up? No. No? I was definitely... Yeah, I was bullied. Again, it was name-calling. Because I have got quite dark skin. So you can imagine the sort of names that were being thrown around. And this was at an age of... Can you share what names? Seven, eight. No. No, because it's disgusting. The the, the nicknames that were being called are disgusting. And racist. Racist. (laughs) Very racist. Yeah, okay, racist. So um, I remember that, and I remember remember hating that, first of all, because that's what started. Yeah. And I just thought, regardless what the name-calling was, it just wasn't very nice, and it was happening all the time. Yeah. And they knew that I didn't like it, so then it carried on. And then, in our primary school, there was definitely two gangs. There was definitely... I can't really name him, because... I'll name him. Uh, so there was, let's say, Gang A and Gang B. <laughs> gang A had the majority of the primary school in... Gang B had the minority. Yeah, I was in Gang B, oh, so that yeah. made it even worse because I was I fr- and because the, and they were both ran by two people. It's terrible when you think about it at primary school. Yeah, and the, the, the Gang B, the minority, was one of my friends from like the farming community because I lived out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and he lived up the road. Was it so, like the city boys versus the kind farmers? of yeah? So I had to obviously go with. The farmers, boys. Yeah. So and so they're instantly there. There's already rivalry. Did you fall in love with anyone from Gang A? No, 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 no. All boys. Definitely. I think I was definitely straight at that point. Still yeah. am straight. Still. So you sure. Uh, yeah. 100%. I'm just checking because you know this is a well, safe place, and if you are want you trying to, to say you don't know if you don't try. I'm, well, you don't in theory. We are. T- we're talking about being bullied here. Can you be a bit more, you know, sensitive? Yeah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so what did you um, do? I, I, I went home in the end and just said I'm, I'm not very happy my mum and dad could tell I didn't want to go to school they asked yeah. me why they asked the teachers why and then you know I kind of said why and then that sort of stopped I reckon that was going on for about a year maybe maybe two years how old were you? long time I reckon I was about six, seven wow young something man. like that yeah and then it sort of phased out when, oh yeah when the two gang leaders left to go to high school yeah. it kind of phased out because they were in the, they were older yeah. than, than me but then it started again in high school because they were there because they, they were there so to cut a long story very short um, and they you, you would get a bit roughed up you know not nothing bad but slightly physical pushing you know yeah. and trip being tripped up and stuff like that and one day something just totally snapped and so you decked them yeah 
Did you? I kicked this guy <gasps> right in the groin. I cut his groin. Wow. So I'm not saying this is the right way to do I it. Am. I'm, but, I am. I definitely am saying that's what the right I am going to say is, from that day onwards, everything changed. Yeah. Every single thing changed. You see, that is an interesting thing because some people will say, well, just ignore them or tell an adult and then they'll sort out. But, they won't but I sort told teachers. Yeah, I told out. parents. No. And really, what can they do? No. They're never going to see everything. No. So, and can I just point out as well, my parents never told me to do that. Yeah. That's just something at that moment... I was like, no, do you know what? Had enough. And yeah. <laughs> literally like, you know, a, a horse that had just been shocked. My leg came out from nowhere. Yeah. I knew, I did I did do karate as well, which is <laughs> which probably... Um, did you do it with a karate water? No, because it's against all karate rules. What? You use only in self-defense. You don't, you don't use it in any other way. Yeah, yeah, but you can still use a noise to accompany a kitty. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there are any rules. No, there are no rules on the yeah. noises. Oh, right. I was going to say, that didn't happen in Karate Kid. It was around. Was that around? <laughs> Mr. About Miyagi the was hiring all over the place. Was it the Karate Kid era? Might have been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from that day on, um, that was it. Everything stopped. Did he, like, did he say, Jay, I never knew you had it in you, but do you want to come and join Gang A? No, because there were no gangs there. There were no, oh. the, the gangs weren't so much up there. Because remember, the, the, the new kids that have gone to high school, there are kids above them yeah. that are. I can see cool. him though looking at you, going, "Oh yeah, I could well, use, no, he cried. I could use." He cried, like didn't he? everyone knew that I had kicked someone, and that person had yeah. cried. I, I, but I, is that right or wrong? I think it's right. I'm more. I'm more. Well, does violence stop violence? Yeah, but on this one particular occasion, it did. Yeah. I'm not saying it does all the time. Yeah. And would I would I would I say that to my child? Cool. I mean, if your kid's being, I don't know, being hit, punched, what is a form of self-defense? What happens after that? Yeah. You know? I think as long as he didn't like I would say to Ted, do what you do what you can to get out of the situation you're yeah. in. I I would say to him. And uh and then you know, you're not initiating anything here. It's it's down to, it's down to you. You know, you're you're being attacked and you know, if you got him in a headlock and broke his nose in self-defence, then fair enough. Mm. I have taught him the headlock break nose move. Yeah, th- that one. Yeah, <clears throat> straight round, bosh. Go for the balls <laughs> every time. Yeah, the other thing is, like, really in theory, we want our kids to be to be confident in themselves and who they are. Yeah. That even if someone turns around and goes, "You're a jelly baby," or even if someone turns around and goes, "You're an idiot," or you know, calling you nasty names or whatever, you just know. I would want Ted just to go. That blows the dig. Yeah. And just move on with his life. I think you're right. I think the name calling thing is if you can get them just to go, <laughs> whatever, then that's that's amazing. You know, yeah. that's what you want. I suppose but when it when we're talking about if you're being roughed up, then it's a whole different matter. Isn't yeah. It? What's what's the dad's net saying? Yeah, we put it out there. We said bullying. Have you experienced your child being bullied or how did you deal with it? Or uh, was your child accused of bullying and how did you deal with it? Um, and Stephen says that he lost the plot with the kid involved. That was a mistake. Mm. We haven't. We, we, if, if Steve, if you're listening, Stephen, rather, if you're listening, um, sh- we'd love to for you to elaborate. It'd be interesting. Ty says that he arranged a meeting with the school head teacher and explained that if his son continues to get bullied, then the bully would face the same treatment himself until it stopped. He was calm and polite, but made it quite clear that it had to stop. And Michael told his daughter to do whatever they do: basically stand up for yourself because bullies just target people they feel they can push around, mm. which. So what you're saying worked, right? This is interesting. Chris says, as a kid, the only place that he got bullied was Sunday school. Whoa. Yeah, interesting. And Larry's just said this. It's a it's a meme. Uh, it's kind of like a meme. Inf- informative meme. Mm. Are there informative memes? 
Yeah. It says, is your child being bullied at school? If so, here is some info the school doesn't tell you. Number one, phoning the school does nothing. We all know the meetings with teachers are just ineffective. But if you write a letter, send it to the headmaster and to the chair of governors, they have to store it in a file which is looked at by Ofsted. They then have to explain how they dealt with the situation so you can bet your bottom dollar that they sort it out sharpish. I hope this helps people in this awful situation. If you're experiencing any issues, please share so other people can get involved. So, yeah, so make sure you've written down. Interesting, I like that. Yeah. Surely this is where the um, the Ofsted thing is is good because if there's any sort of case of ongoing bullying in a school, they're going to be picked up for it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And Ofsted do look at that. Yeah. They, they do look at those files. We also asked, has anyone got a child who has been accused of bullying? Uh, and Stuart says, yes. Uh, yes, we have. Our 13-year-old was accused of bullying a girl, but it turns out that he was just guilty by association. It was the group of boys he was with that were doing it. She said our boy only had only said a few things. He got let off by the school, but they but we punished him. All the parents punished him. And then Stuart says it wasn't by association. If he said a few things, it was, he was an active participant. Ooh, getting into an argument here. Uh, Stuart comes back and said, I think I'd be more concerned if it's a repeat incident. If he learns from this and realizes how hurtful it. it can be then I think you should not be concerned discipline him how you see fit we grounded him and stopped his Xbox and made him say sorry to the girl and her parents the good thing about um, uh, this this uh, sort of day and age is we have the best weapon ever Wi-Fi it's turn the Wi-Fi off oh <laughs> for punishment <laughs> oh, yeah 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 definitely don't know how they'd cope they don't cope with that Wi-Fi that's it just change that passcode yeah did you see just let me think did you see that that thing on the internet there's a story about a, a, a mum who took a photo of her kid been bitten at nursery school they're only young like three maybe two or three but this kid had bite marks i'm telling you it was 50 what? bite marks all over its back uh and like red raw let me see if i can find it and this is at what nursery yeah yeah look at that top find look oh my god yeah it's bad isn't it so so their uh, kid came home like that from nursery and I take it then the people at the nursery didn't know that that had happened. They didn't know it happened, and then she... I don't know the full story, I don't know if she spoke. Bad, huh? That is just really awful. Really bad. Bullying? Not bullying. Well, it's, you tell me. How old's that kid, you reckon? Two. If that? Yeah. So is that bullying? You said no earlier. Yeah, I'd still say no. I think it's bullying. <laughs> Some kid... No, it's GBH. It <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It is GBH. I mean, like, come on. It's unreal, though. I don't know how the teachers didn't realise. Well, you say, mind you, you say that. Soft play this morning, I told you about a soft play hell. There was, fortunately it wasn't Luna, my daughter, but there was a kid biting another kid and a mum hollering from behind me whilst drinking her latte and eating yeah. her pastry going, this wasn't the name, but um, Tilly, stop biting. Yeah. And she was properly having a go. Yeah. I've done that. Have you been in soft play? It usually happens in soft play, but other places as well. In soft play, where you're in the soft play and your kid comes across another kid yeah. and the other kid like pushes in front of them in the yeah. slide or something like that. What do you do then? I give them the filthiest look I can first. Do you? Yeah. And then after that, I might stand in the way and just put my foot out. <laughs> <laughs> it's soft. That's why it's called soft play. They're not going to hurt themselves. See, I go down the more passive aggressive route. I do. And like very obviously say... Don't worry, Ted, if that child wants to be rude and push in front of you like an unkind boy... <laughs> this is your teacher voice. Yeah. Then we'll let him, because we are better. Well, you know that I said I was straight before. 
Can you do that voice again for me? It did, it did come out a little camp at the end. <laughs> then oh. we are better. Oh, Al, I didn't know you were so forceful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what was my teacher voice? Camp, camp teacher voice. Um, if you've got any... Uh, you know theories any stories maybe you're going through it then be nice to get in in, in touch with us and uh, like you say the dad's net is perfect you've got great advice in there for people that have probably been through what you are going through now as well so it's a good place to be yeah all kinds of views all kinds of opinions as well so often that's I find that's the best way we learn mm. I'll share my opinion someone will challenge it and then I go hmm didn't think of it like that oh man you need to you need to know you need to know everything yeah. to make a, you know to make that yeah. judgement call which is going back to whether you're gay or not about whether you tried it how'd you know I haven't <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> how'd you know I haven't <laughs> okay we'll leave it there <laughs> well, comes to the end of another episode Ooh, are we done are we done we are done we are done oh. Thanks so much for listening again. Yeah. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Um, And don't forget, if you've downloaded this podcast and listened to this one and you've missed all the rest, what are you doing? Because they are actually in sequential order. Yeah. (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) You can listen at any point. There are loads more there. So use your way, global player, thedadsnet.com, if you want to get involved in any way, if you have any problems, you want to share a story. Uh, Remember to rate us, subscribe to this podcast on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts and tell all the dads that you know to listen to. Don't tell your mum. And until the next one... I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say it. And this isn't bullying. We'll speak to you next time. (laughs) That's even worse. You went into your little camp teacher voice again. It was just a little high pitch. We will see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.